Concepts from can change your life today. I want you to open your Bibles and we're going to have a couplet text today. Couplet simply means two texts. And one is found in Songs of Solomon. Let's, let's, let's look at the Songs of Solomon, chapter 8. Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 5. Who is this that cometh up from the wilderness, leaning on her beloved? I raise thee up under the apple tree, there thy mother brought thee forth. There she brought thee forth that bare thee. Revelation. All the way to the last book in our biblical canon. Revelation. Let's look at chapter 12. And uh, I'll read verse 6. And the woman fled into the wilderness where she hath a place prepared of God that they should feed her there a thousand two hundred and threescore days. Revelation 12, verse 6. And, if you please, I'd like for you to note that both of these texts pose a question. And the question is this. Who is this? So join me in echoing that question throughout this sanctuary today. Who is this? Uh, it don't sound right yet. Who is this? Y'all know how we talk? We don't say, who is this? We say, who is this? Well, 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 well. Take your seats. I've been led to this couplet text because they convey, they convey a word for somebody who's going through the wilderness in their lives today. The first verse that is found over in Songs of Solomon, chapter 8, verse 5, it is, it, is a, it is a song that comes out of the atmosphere of romance. Romantic. 
atmosphere. You know, how about you see somebody that causes your heart to skip a beat? You, you, you know when someone who just whisked by you and something say, oh my God. Or you've seen someone that seems to you so attractive that you can't get your eyes off them. You're following them. Well, that's the atmosphere that the Song of Solomon grew out of. Not only is it a song, but it metaphorically represents a relationship between Christ and his church. It's about a love affair. It's about falling in love. Falling in love with Jesus. Falling in love with Jesus falling in love with Jesus I think he said it's the best thing I've ever done that's what this is all about it's set in a metaphorical setting so that it might speak to us of a universal message It's, it's when a very lowly, peaceful, but yet beautiful young woman in her community known as Shulam. She's there knowing her limits, knowing her boundaries, but she's beautiful. And when she, when she comes out on this particular day, she catches a vision of, of, of the greatest man in that particular era. His name was Solomon. And when she saw him, her heart skipped a beat. And by the way, their eyes connected. Yo, you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Anybody ever met somebody that calls you to kind of like forget about everything else and it just focuses on them. <laughs> I remember in my own life when I was in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania at a major convention and uh, uh, there was a family there who was providing all the food for those who were a part of the convention. And all of a sudden as we were going, making our way to the dining room to sit down and eat, Somebody passed that had a white uniform on and, and, uh, and. And when she passed by, something happened. Something happened. Some of y'all will never know it because you haven't been through it yet. But those of you who have been through it, it's going to make you think again about how you knew there was something there. And, I, and, and, and my now wife passed by and I said, hello. 
in those days more in my Bermudian brogue. And she just looked at me and like kept on going. I said, hey, 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 hey. Because I knew a few lines. So I told her about herself, you know. So beautiful. Her hair is gray now, gray now. But she is still beautiful to me. My heart still skips a beat. Now I know you all don't want you don't want to hear this. Y'all don't want to hear this. Because you don't think this is preaching. You don't think this is part of the gospel. But I got news for you. That's what this whole text is about. It's when he couldn't go back and remain the same. He had her on his mind. She remembered him. She had him on her mind. It was a love affair. But the love affair only becomes typology of how Christ's past was put in our presence. And we fell in love with Jesus. Couldn't get him off our mind. Had to make it through the night, hoping for the next Sunday. And we can come to church and say, let's get together. Jesus and his bride. Oh yeah, Jesus and his bride. The church is the bride of Christ. Hmm? Well, we are betrothed to him. Because the wedding hasn't taken place yet. But there's going to be a big wedding. It's going to be a big wedding. And only the special guests will be attending. It's really talking about Christ and his church. The love affair between God or rather Christ and his people. She's the woman. Now, that's the woman over in Song of Solomon. Now, over here, we don't have the Shulam woman or the Shulamite woman. What we have over here is another woman, Revelation chapter 12. There we find a woman presented who is pregnant. And she's having labor pains. She's about to deliver. But a dragon and a serpent. In fact, it was the devil, and by the way, Satan, who attacked her, trying to kill the child as soon as it was born. Read Revelation 12. It's apocalyptic, yes. It's astrological, yes. But you can get, you can get the message. The message is the woman was pregnant. She's delivering her child, and she's anxious now because the enemy wants to kill her child. She's now persecuted. Now, just as the woman, the Shunammite, and Solomon became representative of Christ in his church, now what we see here is, watch this now, is that the church here is in the type of this woman 
who is going to produce some children. I'm one of them. You're one of them. The children represent those who are the offsprings of the church. But the devil wants to kill them. He still wants to kill them. He still wants to make it rather difficult for them to exist. Ah, uh, yes. In fact, there is a historic, documented path of how the church suffered. This is about some 40 years after the crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus. You remember when the church grew so big, and in, by the close of the, uh, of the first century, the Bible says that there were 500,000 Christians. And, 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 but, 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 but now it's 40, it's 40 years after, and the church is going through hell on earth. In fact, the period is referred to as the Dark Ages. It's the dark ages when Roman papacy and or papal Rome persecuted the Christians. Boiling them in oil. Snatching babies from the arms of their Christian mothers. These represent the facts about church history. Hmm? But the Bible tells me in that same chapter 12 of the Revelation, it says, And the woman fled into the wilderness where she had a place prepared of God. God prepared her a place in the wilderness so she could be fed and sustained and nourished for a thousand two hundred and three score days. I'll get to that in a moment. So then we have the church in the wilderness. The church in the wilderness, the church being so persecuted that she is now by God provided a place where she can be preserved. One writer says, so that she be out of the sight of Satan. And I want to tell somebody this morning that there are times who may not understand it when God will send you into a wilderness place. A wilderness place. Say wilderness. wilderness. Where she was supposed to be there for 1,260 days, 42 months or three and a half years. Being nurtured She's in hiding from the attacks of the enemy. But she's in the wilderness. Yeah. And you and I know about wilderness. Oh, yeah. Because you see, wilderness, by definition, simply means a desolate place. Wilderness means it's not a forest. Don't confuse a forest with the wilderness. The wilderness in biblical implications, is a desert. It's a lonely place. It's a hard place. Oh, Jesus. It's a desolate, uninhabited desert. 
in the 70s, I had the personal, unique privilege of journeying through a desert, and I couldn't understand it because in my little mind, I was looking for trees. But for miles, it was just desert. It was the route that the Israelites took. A wilderness. And there are people sitting up here this morning looking at me, don't understand that what you are going through is a wilderness experience. You're asking God, why is this happening to you in the wilderness? You're asking, what's going on around me, God? You're in the wilderness. And then you're upset because God sends or permits you to enter into a wilderness experience. Not knowing that that purpose behind God's action is so you might be hidden from something. So your friends have left you, your buddies have left you, your pals have left you. Nobody calling, no more emails, nobody texting. You're in a wilderness. Somebody gonna get this? And you're complaining, you're hurting. You're looking around at other people. Don't look at them. God's got his eye on you. And he wants you to know I'm only sending you there to preserve you to nourish you, to nurture you, to do some things with you that I cannot do with you when you're around everybody else. So somebody ought to thank God right now for loneliness. You ought to thank God that they are no longer around you. All alone. Good. But you're going to be nurtured. You're going to be fed. Because in that will, all right, well, you think God's picking on you. What about Jesus? The Bible said that Jesus went into the wilderness. Are you with me? Jesus went into the wilderness and he was there for 40 days. He was there being tested, tried, and proven. There are some things that, of your spiritual development that cannot be occurring around you and your booze. I was going to say, your booze you up friends, your cronies. Your buddies, your pals. So every now and then, God's got to put his hand on you and put you in a wilderness place. So he hides you from that. But he's nurturing you. It's not there to kill you. You're not there because he doesn't care about you. You are there because he does care about you. And notice this, that, 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 that the wilderness experience was not only presented to the Israelites, because they had to journey there to get to the promised land. Some people have to go through, they didn't understand it, but if you're going to get to your promised land, you've got to go through the wilderness. Yes. No, 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 we want the promised land, but we don't want the wilderness. But the wilderness is the way to the promised land. Yes. So stop getting angry when God's got you on the right path 
to get you to the promised land. So I want every complainer, I want everybody who has ever charged God foolishly to say that you don't love me, you don't care about me. God, why would you permit me to go through this? I want that person right now to say, I'm sorry, God. I did not understand. Because when you understand it, then you begin to celebrate it. All right, all right, three things, three things, three things. So, so when you look in Song of Solomon and you look in the book of Revelation, you see the couplet text that support like bookends the middle. You and I are in a place right now having come through COVID. Now, I heard somebody say, we're not through. <laughs> well, it still may be around. My, my philosophy, you want to hear my little philosophy? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. I'm going to get it. My philosophy. My philosophy is that COVID will not one day be finished. I believe COVID's going to be just like the flu is. that we've learned to live with. Yes. Getting our shots. Yes, Every year. Leave it alone, Vernon. You're no biologist. <laughs> That's why I want you to know that if you and I are going to truly get the blessing of being in your wilderness experience, you're going to have to learn That what God is doing with you right now is not just badgering you. He's tempering you. He hasn't cut you off. He's positioning you. So dry your eyes. Stop complaining. And thank God that he thought enough of you to let you go the route that his son had to go and the church had to go into the wilderness. But when you learn, say the learning, point one, the learning. The learning is that you journey not just to, but you're journeying through the wilderness. You go in, but you're not there to stay. Hmm? I have a little caption in my, uh, in my study at my house, and it's there. I look at it constantly, and it says, if God could bring you to it, he can bring you through it. Now, I'm saying that up here, and you all look like you, I don't know. Why don't you tell some? why don't you minister to somebody sitting right beside you? Maybe that's why they're sitting there today. Why don't you just tell them? See, y'all don't want to preach. Y'all don't want to preach. Y'all don't, y'all don't want to help me. You don't, y'all don't want to help me. I'm saying, tell somebody, look, lift up your head, girl. Lift up your head, man. I don't care if you did lose your job. I don't care if you don't have any money. I don't care if you don't have this. I don't care if all your friends cut you off. I don't care. Lift up your 
blessing. You got to learn that. You're there so that you might be proven worthy of possessing what God has an assignment for your life. God does not, watch this, put great responsibility into the hands of neophytes. Undeveloped. All of a sudden, all of a sudden, overnight, you are so big and competent. And, uh, by the way, that's my title. So for now on, you call me this. And you can't handle the task. The title doesn't make the task. The task makes the title. Y'all ain't going to help me today. You got to be proven. Even Jesus had to be proven. If you be the son of God, then throw yourself down here and see if, that he'll give his angels charge over you. He'll catch you. You got to learn how to talk back to the devil. Talk back to everybody else. Talk back to the devil. Do you know who I am? The song we said we grammar today. Do you know? Do you know who I am? If nobody else knows who you are, you ought to be able to say, "I know who I am." Doesn't matter what they think about you. You all ain't gonna say nothing. But I'm telling you that in the end, it's something you have to learn. God has you in hiding for special purposes. I love what Laban said to Jacob one day in Genesis chapter 30, verse 27. He said to Jacob, I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me. A lot of stuff we run on with, you didn't experience it. Somebody just told you. And all of a sudden, you act like you went through it. Look, let me tell you something. Regardless of whatever titles or whatever, 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 when the time comes, when the time comes, I remember I, I was, uh, when I was building our house, or we were, we were building our house. <laughs> I say, we were building our house. Don't look at me like that. Where's all the brothers? Where the brothers at? Where the brothers at? Where the brothers at? Where the brothers? I don't see no hands up. Where the brothers at? Where the brothers at? We have to learn some things. This one man and his wife built a house, and then he invited guests in to look around, check things out, and, 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 and he was leading through, just leading through, and the wife was following behind behind him, and he was saying, and this is my grandma. What do you think about that? Ain't that something I, I, mean, I did this over here too? And look at that over there. Look at that. And then when it was all over and the guests left, the, the wife went over to him and said, have you lost your mind? How come everything is what you did? How come everything belongs to you? And, and, and you said, nothing about me. Man, you make me so mad. I feel like slapping you. So she did. And knocked his hat off, and his hat went on the floor and rolled up under the table. 
So he got down on his hands and knees. And when he was looking, trying to find a hat, she said, what are you doing down there? Get up! Stand up! He said, I'm looking for our hat. <laughs> oh, we can learn. We just need a little help along the way. I have learned that the Lord has blessed me. This secondhand religion, this secondhand testimony. It's not even your testimony. That's somebody else's testimony. But you are copying their, oh God have mercy. There are times when God wants you to learn some things for yourself. Because hearing is absorbing and accepting information and understanding what is spoken to you. But learning is being a part of the process of understanding and knowing the implications of what you've been taught. So that when you move away from it, you got it. That's learning. Learning is when you see a pictorial evidence of what was taught. You understand? So that when you go through stuff, you even in your wilderness experience, you got to learn. You're there to learn. Wilderness can afford you the opportunity to know some stuff that you'll never get to know when you're out there flowing with everybody else. When God pulls you away and puts you in a particular place, he's trying to get you to know you can make it not just because she's making it. You can get through not just because they're getting through, but because of your own personal experience that you're having, you can learn it for yourself. You can learn that loneliness can be a blessing. Painfulness can be enriching. You can learn that Ignorance would keep you in prison with. Open yourself up to learn something different. <laughs> oh, God. It was James who wrote this. And he was trying to help the saints to understand. Uh, read it for yourself. And, and it's in James chapter 1. I'll just read a, a couple verses. Look, James chapter 1. What's it say? Knowing this. What? That's what? And we should do what? Let patience do what? Have her perfect what? Work. That what? That ye may be perfect and entire, entirely wanting nothing. And you don't just learn because somebody sung it. You learn because you're going through it. It becomes yours. It's your experience. It's your blessing. And God does that by working on you. Some things he got to chip away. Some things he's got to dig out. Some things he has to smooth out. 
the wilderness experience can bring the best out of you. So that's the learning. Say learning. learning. Then notice the leaving. Now this is very interesting because the woman in Song of Solomon saw Solomon. It all did not happen that day. There were visits. The, 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 the woman fell in love. And the woman started talking about him to other people. I saw him. I mean, he's bald-headed, <laughs> but he's handsome. Uh, he, 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 he's not robust. He doesn't have big biceps and triceps and all them other seps. <laughs> but I tell you, look, sometimes I'm sure you have actually asked God, what in the world does she see in him? <laughs> so y'all ain't going to say that. <laughs> or what in the world does he see in her? It's none of your business. Because love, Love can be blind, but marriage is the eye-opener. Oh, hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Now, she's in the wilderness. She sees her lover. But wait a minute. There comes a time when you're going to have to act out your words. Time that you're going to have to follow through. So she's in the wilderness. But it isn't long before she reconnects. And when she reconnects, oh, my God. There's a betrayal. I didn't say betrayal. Now, she commits herself to him and he to her. It's all right. Got it worked out now. I remember taking the last bit of money I had just before I was getting ready to come back here. And I went with a friend and bought a ring. And then... They gave me a goodbye party. At the end of the goodbye party, I took her outside in the backyard of William and Kitty Reed's house. And I said, look up, isn't that beautiful? And then I said, would you marry me? She looked at me and said, yes. I don't know what took me so long. I should have done it in the beginning. I don't know. I'm only kidding. <laughs> no, she said yes. That was it. Ruth Ann, am, am I telling the truth? I don't hear you. You ain't saying nothing. Don't make me. <laughs> there comes a point when you act on what you believe. You act on what you've learned. You take it to the next level and understand 
that a lot of things where we put a period, God has a comma. You're not listening to me. Hold up here a while. But you're going to move out one day. Because God is always perfecting things. I'm going to stop right here and give you an opportunity to just thank God for the word today. Because this is a word from the Lord. So I want you to see something else. I want you to look at Psalm 138. And, and, and if you just read verse 8, verse 8 would be enough. What psalm is it? Verse 8. The Lord will perfect that which concerneth me. Thy mercy, O Lord, endureth forever. Forsake not the works of thine own hands. In other words, you get to a place where you say to God, don't stop now, Lord. Continue. Because you're perfecting. So you go in one way, but you're getting ready to come out another way. Because you went in single, but you're getting ready to come out, or you're going to get married. Come on now. Somebody's going to go to another level because of hearing this word. You're coming out. I'm speaking not only to your ears. I'm speaking to your spirits. And I'm saying that the spirit of your very being has to get ready to move out into another level. You're not there to stay. There's an expiration date on every experience you have. Say it again, quick pastor. I said there's an expiration date on every experience that you have. I'm going to say it again. There's an expiration date on every experience that you go through. You may not see it. You got to look all over the can. You're looking all over the package to see what's the expiration date. But you're going to come out of there. Tell somebody I'm telling the devil that I'm not here to stay. I'm leaving. Graduation day is on the way. I'm getting ready to come on out now. I've been here long enough now. I've suffered long enough. Been nurtured long enough. Bruised long enough. Tried long enough. Tested long enough. Now I'm getting ready to come out of here. Woo! And if you could not stand me when I went in, couldn't understand me when I was in, how are you going to handle me when I leave here? Yeah, I'm leaving. Hurting, but I'm leaving. This is not it for me. The learning, the leaving. The learning, the leaving, the learning, the leaving, the learning, the leaving. The learning, the leaving. The leaning. The leading, the learning, the leaving, the, the leaning. 
<laughs> God has perfected so that you will want nothing. In fact, I said, God has perfected so you will not lack anything. God's not letting you out until everything has been perfected. I said, God's not letting you out until perfection takes place. When that time comes, you're coming out. You're leaving. No more complaining. No more loneliness. No more heartache. You're leaving. But what blesses me is how you leave. Because now we see the Shunem, the Shulam woman coming out. Shulam is a small community, not popular, don't have great resources, but that's where she came from. And but she sees the man that's the richest man, most handsome man she ever seen. But now she's getting ready to leave. Girl, you about to set yourself down. <laughs> you ain't going nowhere. You don't qualify for that. You don't tell me what I'm qualified for. God tells me what I'm qualified for. I may not look like much, but God tells me what I'm qualified for. Some of y'all don't even know when it's time to praise. You just don't know when it's time to praise. I'm telling you, you're not understanding. Because now we see her coming out of the wilderness, leaning on her beloved. She's leaning on him. Y'all can say about me what you want, but you're not sitting where I'm sitting. You, you, you may remember my past, what I didn't have, but you don't see what I got today. You, 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 you may be still hung up on what I used to be, not understanding what I've become so that I can... Concerned over the fact of what God has done for me. Brought me from down there. Put me up here. Opened doors for me. Made ways for me. You can talk about me. You can cut me off if you wanna. I don't care. Because I'm leaning. She comes up out of the wilderness leaning mm. on her newfound relationship. <laughs> I know you don't think she deserves it, but she's leaning. You're just jealous, that's all. Because you, you're just looking on, but she's, she's in the midst of it. 
Yeah, look at her. Look at her. You talked about her, her tattered clothing. You talked about her with, 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 with not deserving somebody on that level and all that kind of stuff. You know how y'all talk when you get your little private meetings. You understand what I'm saying? But uh, she said, go on, say what you want to say. But while you're talking about it, I'm leaning on it. She comes up in her chariot, leaning on her beloved. Coming up out of the wilderness. Tell somebody, you're coming up out of the wilderness. Make sure that you end up leaning. Understand you didn't get yourself up out of there. You have to understand you, didn't, you may have gone into it by yourself, but you found somebody who walked with you, talked with you, told you that you're his own. And the joy you share as you gather there, none other has ever known. So then she goes in, but she's coming out leaning. I said, she comes out leaning on it. You're going to come out better. I'm predicting right now. I'm prophesying now. You're coming out better. I tell you what, you're going to come out so much better until you're going to look back and wonder why in the world I didn't shut my mouth. Why in the world did I have to say that? Why in the world did I have to cry about that? When you look and see what he has done for you to get you out of there. You're coming out better, 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 better. Woo! Woo! You can't imagine. Woo! Oh my God, I feel the anointing so heavy on me right now. You can't imagine what God's got in store for you. Dry your eyes. Shut your mouth. Walk through it. What's God bring you out? When he brings you out, it's not going to be a midnight ride. <laughs> it's not going to be private, in other words, sneaking you out. No, it's public. Everybody going to see it. They may not understand it, but everybody going to see it. It's public. And the question is this. Who is this? Who is this? Y'all not hear me? I want to know who is this? What you say? What? 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 You're surprised. You are surprised to see who's coming out. That's why you ought to shout right now and give God glory. Because you're coming out. So then, I like, the Bible said Jesus went in. St. Luke chapter 4, verse 1. It said, Jesus went into the wilderness. Same chapter 4 of St. Luke, but read verse 14. It says, and he came out full of the power of the Holy Spirit. Oh 
I said, he's, and you're looking. You say, well, who is this? Who's this? This is that poor Shuna woman. You mean to tell me from the wilderness to a palace? How's that work? I remember in Philadelphia, I had a 57 Chevy. And uh, in those days, when you got a nice car, you ran your windows down, and you didn't drive like this. He know what I'm saying. Just leaning. Just leaning. Tell somebody, just leaning. <laughs> you were saying, you may not have thought much of me, but look at me now. You see what I'm riding? The devil may as well get ready because he's going to see you in your leaning position. Not just you, but leaning on her beloved. Leaning on Jesus. Leaning. That's why I like that old song, and I'm finished. That old song says, learning to lean. Y'all didn't get my message today. Learning to lean. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. And I'm finding more power than I'd ever dreamed. I'm learning to lean on Jesus. Let's give somebody a big surprise. When they ask you, who is this? I don't care what you've been through. I don't care how long you've been in your wilderness. It's an expiration date on that. I don't care what you had when you went in. God's got more for you on your way out. What you don't understand is you got to just get the right attitude. You don't understand, but you got to learn this thing. And if you learn it, then you will know that you can endure it so that when the time comes for you to leave, then you can lean on your beloved. Hallelujah. I'm going to appeal to you. I'm going to appeal to you. If this word has resonated with you, your family, your future will depend on what you have done today receive it so that somebody will see you the next time and they have to ask the question, who is this? I mean, I remember that. No, 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 but who is this? If that's your attitude, 
then I want you to rise to your feet. If that's your attitude. And I want you to know you're not coming out just because you decided. You're coming out because your expiration date says you can't stay. So wherever you got to come from, I'm going to ask you right now, if you want to fall in love with Jesus, start walking right now. You walk from wherever you got. I've decided I'm not going to try to do this thing on my own. I need Jesus. I need Jesus in my life. I need Jesus. I need Jesus. second appeal my second appeal is this you've been in the wilderness so long until you have developed a complex and your complex is this ain't nothing gonna change but I just want somebody to assert this morning that because of this word I know that things are gonna change for me I'm not only going to say it, I'm going to walk in it. You start walking right now. Things are going to change for me. Oh, yeah, I'm learning. my last group I've been trying to get out but I can't see to get out my wilderness won't change and I've been using a lot of emotional and physical energy to get out I've been trying to break out I've been trying to cry my way out I can't get out. You know why? Because it's not your expiration date yet. When it becomes your expiration date, guess what? The, you know these automatic doors they have now? Huh? They just open up on their own. You didn't touch the handle. You didn't use a key. It just, uh, it just opens in front of you. I want that person to change your attitude. I'm not going to complain anymore. I'm not going to get in no little private conversation about how God's treating me. 
I want you to step out. You got to walk. See, there are times you got to step on this thing. If you're here like that, I want you to right now break out. Because see, the devil knows what you are struggling with, and he wants to see how you're going to handle this. So I want to know right now, are you willing to publicly declare, guess what? I'm going to fix this thing. I'm going to change this thing. I'm going to change this situation. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm in my wilderness. I didn't understand what it was. I, I just didn't understand what it was. On. But come on, wherever you got to come from, I don't care. Make your way. And when you get down here, I want you to lift your hands to him. I want you to just lift up your hands and just say, God, you know, but see, see, you got to understand that God, God uses hands. Sometimes, depending on the posture of your hand, you're saying something. When you do this, I'm ready to receive. When you do this, I'm, I'm surrendering. I, I ain't fighting no more. Are you with me? And when you do this, you're offering him something. Take me like I am. Fix me like I ought to be. Change me. Work within me. In my life. Thy will express. In me now. Reveal thy glory. Let thy might be ever shown. Keep me from the world's defilements. Sacred for yourself alone. That's why I'm leaning on you. I'm leaning on you. I want you to open up your mouth right now, right there, right where you are. Don't even worry about the person next to you. I want you to open up your mouth, and I don't know what you're going to tell him, but you need to say something to him. And just let him know that when I leave this altar and I go back to my seat, God, things will have changed for me. I am going to stay in your will. I'm going to stay in your purpose. I'm not fighting. I'm not kicking back. God, I yield. Take my life. Whatever you want from me, I yield everything to you. And I give you the glory. Settle it right now. Settle it right now. Settle it right now. Settle it. Settle it. Settle it. Settle it right now. Settle it. Take care of your business. Take care of your business. When I leave this place, I will not be the same again. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, I thank you for your presence, God. I feel your presence, God. Oh, glory to you. You're working, you're working, you're working, you're working, you're working. Those of you that are watching from around the world, wherever you are, the group in Rome, as you pastors meet, you're in the new realm now. You left that particular religion. Now you found Jesus. I say to you, the test that you're going through, the ostracism and criticism that you're going through, I want to tell you right now, 
It's a sign that God is with you. And you are in a wilderness. But your wilderness will not last forever. So we celebrate you. We celebrate you. In Toronto, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, wherever you are, come on, let's get happy for them. There are others, but I just felt to speak to them. Now, would you give God a praise just because you received what he has given you today? Hallelujah. Come on now. Come on now. Come on now. Come on, we can do better than that. We've been through too much for that. Oh, yeah. We bless you and praise you. We adore you. We revere you. We love you. We say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for putting up with us. Thank you for hanging with us when we made it so difficult for you. But this morning, we just want to say thank you. I feel better, so much better, since I lay my burden down. And for that, we say thank you. Thank you, Lord. If you're looking for a church home, I, I need a church home. I need a place where I can be fed. And you're here. You can stay in this area. And just, and just know that God's got you. Because we will do you good. So if you're here like that, you can come. And then for the person that really feels they got the victory today, I want you to just lift your hand and shout. The Bible said, clap your hands, all you people. Shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Amen. You may return to your seats. Thank you.